0: This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 5.08. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sharmila. First up today, a man was asked to resign from his job when he requested for earlier paternity leave to care for his wife, who had just given birth. We discuss...
1: So this comes from a series of screenshots that were shared by Donat Sambal on TikTok. Um, And it was essentially a conversation between him and his supervisor at work. Um, And these have gone viral, generating a lot of conversation. The the video of the post, rather, has been viewed over a million times. There have been people voicing support for him to fight for his rights, um, as well as urging him to escalate the situation to the authorities. So what happened essentially was that the employee um, requested for earlier paternity leave from his employer because his wife had delivered their baby earlier than expected. Now, the supervisor, who initially requested for proof of the wife going into labour, then told the man to basically quit. And he says um, he no longer wants the employee and that he had already found a replacement for him. Now, if you're wondering why, uh, aside from
0: sheer logic, why the date of birth of this particular baby? Baby matters. It's because, according to the Employment Act Amendment, um, the paternity leave begins on the date that the employee's wife gives birth, and it lasts seven days if the conditions are met. And of course, the the Act was, uh, or the amendment rather, was enacted to allow husbands to care for their wives and children and manage birth related issues, which. Again, um, is why in something like this, it's hard to anticipate exactly when it is that this leave would kick in because you don't know. You have due dates, but who is to say for sure? And so I I guess we could get the obvious part of this conversation out of the way, which is this feels incredibly wrong. And uh, from a legal perspective, just doesn't seem to, to hold a lot of water.
1: Yeah, so I think it is worth saying that the people urging him to file a complaint, he he probably has right on his side because the Employment Act does make allowances for paternity leave. However, I think where it gets more tricky or complicated is in the implementation, right? Because the law might be the law, but a lot of this does rely on individual workplaces and employers to, well, one, recognize the importance of something like paternity leave and to see the role it plays in um, a family. Uh, and then not discriminating against their employees should they choose to exercise that right. So
0: in in some ways, the conversation around maternity and paternity leave can sometimes feel a little bit narrow because it is... It is pertaining to a very specific moment in time. It's relating to the earliest days of a child's arrival. Um, So in in the father's case, seven days. In the mother's case, 90. But that doesn't necessarily take into account all the things that parents may need in order to be both active parents and good employees, as the child grows up, because then, you know, further complications happen. Well, not complications, but, you know, further arrangements, further um, kind of asks of time need to be taken into consideration. I'm thinking about things as simple as school. um, And then we haven't even gotten into issues of childcare. So we are talking about it at the moment in in terms of this 7 and 90 day allocation. But that doesn't really take into account um, what a truly family friendly approach might look like.
1: No, absolutely. And I think that um, at least from the outside, looking at this, it does feel like it's not just a case of basically not even adhering to what the Employment Act allows for, for workers, but it seems to be an extraordinarily unempathetic way to make this decision. Oh, your wife had a baby earlier than expected. So I don't understand that that is a thing that can happen. I mean, that sounds
0: crazy. So, Uh, we are going to be talking about this notion of how to create workspaces um, that are actually supportive of parents, especially in light of the fact that a guy who recently asked for earlier paternity leave to care for his wife, who had given birth earlier than expected, was asked to resign from his job. So, we want to know, do you think workplaces have become more open-minded about what parents need when they have a new baby, or not so much? That number to call, double seven double three two nine hundred. You can send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFFT. Radio. After this, our guest is going to be Aaron Sarma, the general partner of Scale Up Malaysia. Keep it here on the evening edition, BFM 89.9.
1: Because Friends Matter, BFM 89.9, the business station.
0: It's 5.14 and you're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sharmila. We're talking today partly about paternity leave, but more broadly about family-friendly approaches, um, particularly for fathers. And asking you, do you think workplaces have become more open-minded about what parents need when they have a new baby? You can call 7773-2900, send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Joining us now... Uh, We have Aaron Sarma, General Partner of Scale Up Malaysia. Aaron, thanks for speaking with us today.
2: Hey, thanks for having me. Good to be here.
0: So uh, our, our story starts with a viral TikTok of how a man who had requested for earlier paternity leave was asked to quit. Are incidents like this something that you've heard about?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's quite interesting how TikTok has become like a news source for so many of us. And it's such an authentic source of news where you can you know, get this raw information from somebody who's had this real-world experience, uh, not unfiltered through like the lens of traditional media. Uh, it's something you've heard, we hear about once in a while of difficult employers, but this is extremely vivid, and it really sounded like you mentioned in the intro just now. It sounded awfully petty almost, right, the, the way the employer kind of dealt with this. So, I, I mean, I know some employers kind of have more traditional mindset about uh, gender roles and how families should be constructed and how... Uh, issues on paternity leave should be handled, but this seems like a rather extreme case in my view.
1: So speaking of that traditional mindset, have you seen significant shifts in the workplace in terms of how people think about paternity leave or the ways in which we can support parents, particularly fathers who want to take more time off and to be more active parents?
2: So I'm trying to overgeneralize as well, because I, I do recognize that, I guess, those of us who work in KL, Uh, live in a very much an urban bubble in in some ways, or, you know, at least in city centers. Uh, We are seeing a lot of shifts in the way people address the issue. Uh, And a lot of that comes from both employers and employees who also want to be more involved as parents, at least male employers and employees want to be more involved as parents, and female employers and employees who recognize that, you know, uh, parenting is not just the role of one gender in a, a, a spousal relationship. It is the role of both parents, right? And I think that is really seeing uh, creating shifts in policy, and we're seeing even the government come uh, get involved in this in, in this area as well. But really, um, I do see the shifts happening, although much more slowly than expected, uh, because in, in like in the West, it's way more aggressive in terms of potential leave compared to what we get here in Asia.
0: And what kinds of resources are needed to support this shift in the workplace?
2: I think from when employers standpoint, like this is something that employers need to think about and have as part of their overall hiring plan. They need to recognise that, look, when you hire... It used to be when you hire a female employee who is married, there was almost a concern by some employers that, oh no, what if this person... Uh, goes on, on maternity leave. But people got over that and they realized that, look, there's not a way to run a company. we got to make sure that we resource the organization well enough so that if somebody goes for maternity leave, um, the business can still function. And that kind of thinking needs to happen as well for for um, men who want to take paternity leave as well. Um, we need to recognize that this is something that is not just a privilege, but it's something that should be expected, so that families can get started on the right foot. You also mentioned it in, in, the, in the introduction, which I appreciated quite a bit. It's not just about being there once the baby comes out. It's also the preparation that may take place just before the kid comes. It's just making sure the house is ready. Uh, you have the right, um, the, all the the milk bottles are ready. The cot is ready. Uh, and the family unit is, is supportive around them to kind of help bring this new life into the world. So I think in terms of employers, there needs to be some thinking around this. In terms of the families, there needs to be some um, thinking around it. Also to the governments, right? Uh, I know recently in Malaysia, we've kind of been, improved the policy a little bit to allow for seven days. What I'd like to see is maybe a little bit more aggression in this front to maybe increase that to maybe even a month even for, for fathers so they can you know, spend more time with their newborn. So
1: then I suppose the question is, are these sorts of um, accommodations, this shift in thinking, is that a priority right now for workplaces?
2: I think it should be a priority. I'm not sure it's top of mind right now for a lot of uh, workplaces right now. I think uh, a lot of people are dealing with more uh, economic type issues and survival related issues. But it's certainly something that should be a higher priority because I think, especially in difficult economic times, the family unit, and the social construct is really important to ensure that people can come to work with a good uh, state of mind to be able to support their families without concern that uh, a change in their family structure will affect their employment. So I think it's important to have as a priority, though I not, I'm not convinced that it's really a priority right now in a lot of workplaces.
0: And overall, how have employers and employees been reacting to, uh, well, the amendments for paternity leave being enforced and the kind of support that we've been discussing that's needed to help?
2: I think for employers, it's a bit of a change for a lot of, especially small business employers. I think the larger uh, MNCs and GLCs who are, uh, are kind of prepared for this because it's been in the conversation for several years now. But I think for small businesses, which actually makes up the majority of employers in the country, uh, it has been quite a shift in mentality, right? But I think this is supported by how society has changed, and the average worker now kind of expects this as well. And so I think that's really important to kind of recognize that it's not just the employer that needs to move, but also the employee that needs to voice the need for this kind of support uh, as a part of their rights as an employee.
1: So as you alluded to there, to be fair to employers, um, putting in place paternity leave is something that will take some amount of coping. They'll have to make arrangements and changes. How can the government support uh, workplaces in this area?
2: So I I think the government obviously needs to, I mean, they've done the right thing already. They've kind of put together a policy, right? Um, and, And I think they gave quite a bit of time for employers to kind of adopt the policy as well. It wasn't something that was rushed in, like, you know, you know, the second we announce it, next month you've got to kind of do it. Uh, so I think that in itself from the government standpoint um, is, is important. But I think what the government can do beyond just, like, changing policies is to really lead by example, right, and be a lot more progressive than the private sector in terms of the way they handle these issues. Um, maybe even for public sector, Increasing it to fourteen days as a start, uh, this is show that look it's doable and it's something that it's uh, something that's probably important for us as an organization, as a, a public sector employer, uh, and that will be something that can be emulated in the private sector later. So I think lead by example. I know this question may lead to questions around should there be benefits or some sort of subsidy. I don't think that's necessary at this point. I think it's lead by by example and show that this is part of what society should be about. Uh, if we're going to raise children and and groom the next generation, we need to make sure that parents are also able to do so without being under duress and being supported by the employer and their government.
0: So if I take an example from the other side, right? If we look at the, the question of maternity leave, the the issues of stigma and discrimination of people being unwilling to uh, to hire people or, you know, things like that because of this concern of that 90-day maternity leave period, these conversations have always been around. And now with paternity leave, um, is this something that's continuing and how can we address it?
2: I think paternity leave is, is a great leveller, right? So if... You know, It used to be almost discriminatory to a female employee if she was married and hasn't had a kid yet because people would be concerned, oh, my goodness, is, is this person going to be away? And, and in some ways, it may have caused some employers not to employ a person on that basis, which is wrong, right? Um, but now that this right is provided to even uh, fathers or, or men as well is no longer part of the question already. So if you hire somebody if they want to start a family, this is part of the the package that you're going to get, right? And I think that's important for people to to accept, right? Because I think that's something that will change the way we think about it. You're right, like, you know, a lot of the traditional gender roles play a huge part in how we think about this. But I think uh, the way to kind of pivot away from that is to recognize that gender roles are changing. Uh, It's no longer a situation where... The father is the breadwinner and the mother stays at home and looks after the children. But both parents are raising the children. And both parents, is not about necessarily being the breadwinner, but both parents have careers and ambitions that they want to achieve. And allowing both parents to achieve their personal career ambitions and goals actually allows our children to grow up in a more empowered environment. And I think that's really important so that we remove the stigma. It's not really about... Or you know, uh, about men and women is about allowing our children to see that no matter what gender you're from, what background you're from, you can still pursue your goals and dreams and still have the family life that you you treasure or desire without being penalized for it.
1: So are we headed towards that more uh, pro-family policies in the workplace in general that aren't necessarily dependent on gender?
2: I'd say, you know, I, I would like to believe that's where we're headed. I certainly think that's where society is headed, and that's where the expectations of the average employee is headed. So I, I guess as more people speak out and more people make their voices known on this issue, we'll see a lot more policy change, not just from a, uh, a government policy level, but also certainly from, uh, from the employer level, realizing that this is something that's really important. So I, I think, you know, more performing policies is the way to go especially since we need to obviously encourage people to have children, to grow new leaders in society, new people who can contribute to the economy. It's all going to be one and part of an overall social construct that we need to create to build a society that is growing and is um, productive.
0: So we're Also talking about this in a post-pandemic world where there is more attention being given to flexible hours, work-from-home arrangements, are there other tools and methods that could be employed to attract working parents and ensure that they can perform at their best?
2: I love this question, right? I think one of the things we kept asking ourselves during the pandemic was how would work-from-home affect jobs, right? And will we ever go back to full-time employment? I think I've been on this show actually talking about this as well. Um, And what we've seen is that work-from-home seems to be here to stay. Uh, People are, uh, every organization out there has a work-from-home policy, uh, though right now it's probably hybrid. Uh, But I think these kind of flexible working arrangements actually rewards people who are productive and able to contribute to the company uh, without making it compulsory to have an attendance situation in the office. And so I think um, what we're seeing is that these kinds of benefits – that recognise that the contribution of an individual employee is not related to attendance or some sort of appearance in the office, but rather the output of the, uh, the, the, the employee, I think will change the way we look at what's important. And maybe this will be actually better in the long run in terms of productivity, in terms of output per company, in terms of revenue generated per company, because people are now empowered and excited to come to work and produce work regardless of where they are without having to kind of hold to arbitrary rules and expectations.
0: Aaron, thanks so much for speaking with us today.
2: My pleasure. Thanks
0: for having me. That was Aaron Sarma, General Partner of Scale Up Malaysia, talking about whether we are heading in the right direction when it comes to creating workplaces and workplace policies that are more parent-friendly. This is coming as, there was a recent story uh, surrounding a guy taking to TikTok and saying he was asked to leave after he requested for earlier paternity leave when his wife gave birth earlier. And, um, you know, moving away from that story, that opened up questions about, okay, so it's been a while, since the amendment was put in place. How are we doing on this front? You know, are we, seeing, um, are we seeing progress? And that's what we've been asking you. Do you think that workplaces have become more open-minded about what parents need when they welcome a new baby? That number to call, 7733-2900. Send a voice note or WhatsApp, 018-789-8899.
1: And tweet us at BFM Radio. We do have a message on this. So equanimity says, in my opinion, fathers also have to be given ninety days leave, forty-five days before the wife's due date, forty-five days after, as um, he's the uh, as as the father, he should be able to prepare to receive his baby into the world. He played a role, and employers should be well aware of this duty. So I'm a big supporter of uh, paternity and maternity leave. I'm a big supporter of it being offered. As convenient to the parents So in this case Maybe not as prescriptive As 45 before, 45 after But anything that moves us Towards recognising more equal gender roles, I'm a fan of. Meezy says, with the smaller family structure and most of us
0: not living with parents, a mother needs all the help she can get from the spouse. Sometimes the couple may not be able to afford confinement help. I had a friend who went into postnatal blues when she had her first child. Her own mother was staying in their hometown, no mother-in-law nor siblings to help, just a husband. And he had no paternity leave at the time. I think that we need to shift our paradigm from the olden days when moms stay at home and concentrate on being a full-time homemaker. The government, through the labour law, should
1: seriously facilitate in ensuring that the country's human resource doesn't shrink. I couldn't have said it better myself. And actually, that point about how it, it empowers our workplaces rather than diminishes them is a really good one. So keep those thoughts coming. Do
0: you think that workplaces have become more open minded about what parents need when they welcome a new baby? That number to call, 7733 Send a voice note or WhatsApp, 018 789 8899, and tweet us at BFM Radio.